All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into this very special All-Star Weekend edition of Cheap Heat, let me give a big shout-out to Hims. All right, a lot of guys out there having the struggles I had. 66% of men losing their hair by age 35, and once your hair is thinning, it's probably too late, all right? But there are ways to prevent hair loss. What's the best way, for example? Forhims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and other wellness supplements for men, all right? Time to change things up. Time to write a new chapter, one in which you have hair. So here's what you're going to do, all right? You're going to check out Hims. This is the way to do it. They're helping guys. They're helping you become the best version of yourself. So here's how, here's what you do in 2020 to get it right. Our listeners can get your first month free. All you have to do is head over to forhims.com slash cheap. That's forhims.com slash cheap. This is an amazing website that can help you with so many of the things you don't feel like going to a doctor or a pharmacy to deal with. So hit up. 4hims.com slash cheap. Prescription requires an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Offer valid if prescribed. Three-month minimum subscription. Additional restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Now, it's time for some cheap heat. Yes, sir, we promised you a great man event here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. It's called Cheap Heat. Uh, we're going to be joined by Stack Guy Greg at some point. I'm sitting in my hotel room in Chicago, Illinois, for NBA All-Star. Sitting back in the studio in New York City would be the uh, a very nice boy named RJ Santillo. Do you have the uh, mail drop over there, RJ? Because I have some mail right here. Mail. Yeah, Tyson wrote us. And he said, Peter, the Bill Simmons Book of Basketball pod just credited your old quote on the 1999 Knicks. I don't even know what my quote is on the old 1999 Knicks. Never heard of them. I don't even know if they played. I think Larry Johnson was there. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Grandma Ma, 
He said he credited you nicely and moved on. And then he said, bleep that BS. I liked it better when you were feuding with Simmons. He's obviously too babyface for life, Roman Reigns style. So basically I'm saying you've been working too babyface and the wrestling podcast landscape needs a true heel. Embrace your inner fiend and ish more on wrestling like it often needs. SGG can bring the power of positivity so the pod doesn't get too dark. Bro out, Kubi in Denver. Well, that's nice that I was referenced on Bill's podcast. Um, however, uh, I don't know, man. I, the truth is, you know what the heel on this podcast is? It's SGG. The man's a lunatic. The man's a lunatic. Every week he has a take that I think is psychotic. We don't even know what today's is going to be. Jermaine is in the mailbag as well. Says, uh, Dear Rosenberg and Big John Stat, couple observations and questions for you guys. In the Drew McIntyre Rumble montage shown on Raw, they didn't show him eliminating Roman. Hmm, that is interesting. Love how NXT segment with Charlotte and Rhea, they're still dragging out Charlotte's decision and developing the NXT versus all, uh, all y'all storyline. Agreed. Absolutely loved the Cody MJF lashing segment. Tony Statless has to admit it was good storytelling. Guys, we don't even know if Tony Statless, a.k.a. Stack Guy Greg, has seen that yet. I just hope Stack Guy Greg has seen that incredible segment from last week. Any thoughts on the rumor WWE may sell WrestleMania to Fox to air on their channels instead of the network? Stay mage, take it easy, man, and stop, take it easy, man, and stop yourselves, Jermaine. I have not heard that. Um... I have not heard that, that that's an actual thing. The idea that it would be on Fox. I mean, it would be interesting, but from a money... Well, here's the thing. Now that it's network-based, you could do that. Although, here's the thing. If you no longer need the network to watch WrestleMania, how many people give up the network? How many people are keeping the network for the 11 other pay-per-views? I will say this, though. The fact that there are now as many NXT pay-per-views on the network really helps. And as we'll talk about TakeOver Portland this weekend. So, like, that that stuff really helps. And maybe, you know, that keeps you in business in spite of the fact that WrestleMania could go free. It would remind me of the days when there was a run when Tyson got out of jail. That Tyson had a handful of free fights uh, on TV. On Fox. He fought Peter McNeely on Fox. He had a few. I think Frank Bruno, too, was on Fox. He had several on Fox, so that is a, a possibility, um, but I wouldn't bank on it. Not now. Uh, Christopher writes and says, fellas, and by the way, I'm just starting with mailbag because I don't have SGG right now. So I figure, and I always end up getting late to mailbag, and I, I've been getting so much mail at RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. Like the most, the last few weeks, all of a sudden, mailbags is as big, busy as it's ever been. So trying to get to people. Christopher says, fellas, longtime listener and purchaser of the original Cheap Heat t-shirt, Love the way the show has evolved and changed over the years, and I think it's in its best form yet. My question, given how integral Rosenberg's soundboard has been to the production elements of the show, what are your all-time favorite cheap heat drops? Hogan's If You Actually Think and Seth's Inanimate Object come to mind as classics, but uh uh-huh, I see. (laughs) It's I see, uh uh-huh, and Stop Yourself are absolutely in the conversation. Stay mage and enjoy yourselves. And get this, I love that, of course, by the way. And uh, I really appreciate my man, Randy Cruz, who always sends us drops. Okay. But then, you know, people send along awesome things. Wow. What is this? Someone did a 
a mock-up of a new Cheap Heat logo. Oh, it's really nice. I like some of these. Ooh, one with our pictures on it. Not bad, not bad. Even little, even like a sweatshirt. I don't know if the logo, the man. It's hard. It's hard to decide what I would want as an actual logo. Oh, he sent sketches too. Very cool. Thank you for this. That's from uh, Josiah. I'm going to look at these a little bit more thoroughly, my friend. Okay, but I was looking for this. Someone sent me this gem of a drop. Listen to this from SmackDown last week. My God. This is fantastic. Uh, the Miz was um, doing his Miz shtick, Miz TV. For a second, I just couldn't remember the name of Miz TV, which is pretty hilarious. And this came out of his mouth. With an exclusive world premiere of our brand new Blockbuster. What? What happened there? Miz, Mike, what the hell happened? Now, we've all had moments like that, I, I, but this is an iconic flub. This may be, this may end up in the Cheap Heat Drop Hall of Fame. With an exclusive world premiere of our brand new box launcher. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you, Mark. Cause I was watching and I was like, Oh man, I need that clip. I'm going to have to go find it. I don't have it. I don't have a way to connect to my TV. So I'll have to find it on my computer. Okay. It's going to be annoying. And then I look in my mail and what does Mark send me? But with an exclusive world premiere of our brand new block launcher. <laughs> Maybe I should call this episode brand new mosh mosh I just wouldn't know how to spell it. But maybe I could make it that. TJ writes us and says, uh, new nickname for SGG? Hey, Pete and Greg, been a fan since the Grantland days, and I always listen to the end of the outro. As I was listening to the most recent episode, it dawned on me. Number one, you need a new stat guy, and more importantly, Greg needs a new nickname. He started out as Greg the Virgin, but graduated from that, as he has a lifelong valet now. He's been stat guy Greg since, but... He is now a co-host and never has anything resembling a stat. Then I realized his name is quite similar to a WWE legend. Four-letter first name with R and E as the second and third letters. Four-letter last name that starts with H. Why not Greg the Hitman Hyde? His takes are typically the worst there is, worst there was, and worst there ever will be. Oh, TJ, you may have delivered... The second best email of the week next to that Miz drop. Love the shoot arrow. Would really love a hot dog chicken wing challenge. I mean, come on, dude. It's called the hot dog chicken showdown. And hoping for um, a cheap heat and greet for the Tampa area peckerheads during Mania weekend. Stay mage and enjoy yourselves. Wonderful email. I love the nickname Greg the Hitman Hyde. And I love the fact that his takes are the worst there is, the worst there were, and the worst there ever will be. Because they are a repug. Um, and as far as Tampa goes, this is time. It's time to start a conversation about Tampa. We, we have to start having a conversation. I'm planning on going to Tampa. Okay. I haven't talked to the stat yet, the hitman, but I will. And uh, Dipperstein, I believe, is in. So the question I ask you guys, and you can respond in the mailbag or on Twitter. 
how many people are going and would legitimately love to have a cheap heat event. Because I'll do it. I will do a cheap heat event in Tampa. And I'll tell you what, I'm getting to a place where I'm starting to believe Mania is going to be mage. And, and, and take this and hold on to this and hold it tight. I am starting to believe that, that Monday Night Raw is getting pretty good. There was another good episode this week. We had a good episode of Monday Night Raw. We really did. Now, no small part of that was, of course, the return of MVP. You guys know how I feel, and I could not believe we got a VIP lounge. Okay, I, I just, it brought me such joy to see a VIP lounge. I didn't know until halfway through the day when I saw it on, uh, I saw it on MVP's, yeah, I saw it on MVP's, uh, Insta, Instagram and that he was at Raw. And then he called me, he had a question for me and we talked that day and he was like, yeah, I'm doing a VIP lounge. I was like, what? Let's hear a little bit of how good he sounded, by the way. And it went on from there, and it was great. Matter of fact, this guy has done every podcast there is the last couple of weeks, except me. This isn't right. Hello. I'm unavailable to take your call right now. Oh, come on, man. This is not right. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hello, um, Montel Vontavious Porter. This is Peter Rosenberg. I am attempting to get you on the Cheap Heat podcast. You know, you've gone on Corey Graves' podcast. You've gone on Sam Roberts' podcast. Uh, God knows who other what other podcasts you've gone on. But you have not appeared on Cheap Heat. And I was just discussing your great performance in the VIP lounge. So if you get this, I'd love for you to give me a call. You have my phone number. Uh, and we'll talk soon, my friend. Bye. Uh, I, he really was great. I mean, I'm not just saying that. I, and I'm going to tell you guys right now, I watched this and I was pretty nervous. You know, seeing your friend get an opportunity to prove themselves again after so many years, you know, and I, I've been much closer with him in his years post WWE than I was when he was there. So I guess I really got to the point of never thinking I'd see him on on this stage again. So getting to see him perform on this stage was so gratifying. And then to have him be just so consistently good. I'll give you a little bit more. He was, if you somehow didn't watch Raw this week, which I guess is possible, here's a little bit more of, uh, of MVP. From the Royal Rumble, securing his spot at WrestleMania, ladies and gentlemen, tonight... 
It's an, it's, a, it's an interesting play here, the way they went. That made it an opportunity for Drew to come out and be a good guy and for MVP to really work as the heel here and get McIntyre more over. And i got to tell you, they both did a great job. What a nice little touch, too, by adding the red the velvet ropes to get into the VIP lounge. Now, I don't know if it makes any sense that he appeared to get to the, the velvet ropes and not be on the list because he was the guest. You'd think he could walk right through. So I like that he got stopped by security. It doesn't make any sense at all. Of course, security's half his size. But um, I, I can't see them not doing this again. I really can't. You know, And I, I don't know. I'd like to talk to him about what his role is because it appears like we've now seen the Rumble. He had the match with Rey Mysterio. And now here he is doing a VIP lounge. So it's hard to think that this is the end. It seems like MVP is getting a go of it finally. Can you believe it? Like, you guys are all listeners to the podcast. You, you, I'm guessing that you now have a bit of an extra bit of an affinity for MVP. I can't believe it's happening right now. And I can't believe he's doing so damn good. Let's, let's listen a little bit to the back and forth of uh, Drew McIntyre and MVP. It was an accident. your way and i am so thrilled to have you here in the vip lounge see what you guys don't know me and drew we go way back good times and bad up and down the road and you are finally realizing your potential as you should you eliminated brock lesnar you won the royal rumble you are going to wrestlemania He says the magic word. Every time someone says WrestleMania, I need to point at the sign. Here we go. You ready? Boom! Sorry, continue. Hello. No, no, that's... Listen, I am so proud of you for everything that you've accomplished and everything you're about to accomplish. He's so damn good still. He's so damn good. Just think about it for a second. To be a performer who was at that level, you're talking about MVP left like a decade ago. Damn near close to a decade ago. So to think about that and now to be back on that stage and it kind of happens overnight. And you know how it is with, with this stuff. He gets a phone call. I don't know what day. I'd love to ask him what day they told him he was coming in to do it. But he pops in. And does this well? He departed in 2010. It's been a decade, a full decade to get on the mic live. It's one thing to have a match, guys. In my opinion, it's a whole. He's been having matches the entire time he's been gone. So that's a different kind of um pressure. But he hasn't been on a stage that big. And what a missed opportunity by AEW. I really can't believe it. How much they dropped the ball. That's honestly what surprises me the most. How did they not do that? How did they not make the call? What a role he could have played. Brian Dipperstein's off. Hey, Nick, is Brian uh, is Brian Dipperstein available? Yeah, 
Yeah, Peter, let me see if I can get him one sec. Thanks. He, the assistant gimmick is fantastic. Are we in a job to Dipperstein right now? Is that what's going to happen? Hey, 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 boss, I couldn't reach Dip. Oh. We'll have him call you back. All right. tell, tell him it was, tell him it's the Cheap Heat podcast and we wanted him immediately. So he's, Oh my God. Yeah, he's going to be missed. He's going to be missed. All right, thank you, bud. He, he will be missed. Thanks, boss. Bye. Bye. Did you hear it? First of all, his assistant's voice is ridiculous. It's hilarious. And did you hear when he did the, oh my God, how influenced he's already been by, by Dipperstein? Um, Dip was there though, so I wanted to get his feedback because I know he saw MVP and he was there for the segment live, uh, in person, but I was totally blown away and impressed by that. So, wanted to spend a minute there. We did. Um, how about the news of the week? Um, and we can see on the off chance that Stack Guy's available right now, um, if he's around to have this conversation, but WrestleMania 20, Excuse me, 2021. Yo. Hey, SGG, do you have a few minutes? Are you are you busy right now? No, I do have a few minutes. Well, it's fantastic, actually, because I'm, uh, I'm doing some cheap heat because I was worried about our schedule later. So I was like, let me get some in the can right now. And uh, I'm, I'm talking as we speak. And I, I was starting to get to news of the week. And I thought, well, I should talk to SGG. What, what do we have? What do we, what'd you get to right now? Well, I was just talking about the news about WrestleMania next year going to Los Angeles. Oh my God. I'm so excited about that. It, it's really, it really was a great announcement. Like I would argue potentially the biggest, the biggest announcement we've gotten for a mania in a very long time. Yeah. I, I am so excited about that. Like I cannot tell you how excited I am. And it doubles up. You not only you not only go to L.A., which is just very cool for WrestleMania, first time since 21, but also it's going to be in a brand new stadium that'll be like. When, when, do you know when the stadium even op- Do you know when the stadium opens? I don't. I don't. I, don't. I think I heard that the Super Bowl was going to be there first, uh, just before Mania. But even still, so that the- that means it's going to be opening then. Right before the, the, the state is the stadium going to be open for football season next year. I don't even. I don't know. Maybe but it is. It, it better be open for April. It, well, it will be open for April, and it's a very cool announcement. Um, it's interesting that it's so early. You know, remember they used to make that announcement the week of WrestleMania. This is a full couple of months earlier than they normally do it. Yeah, and it feels like it might even like overshadow. Um. The Tampa Mania a little bit, or I feel like it is overshadowing it a little bit because I've seen everybody um, looking ahead to to that WrestleMania 37. But it's it's here's the thing. Ultimately, when we get closer to this Mania, people will be geared up, and I think the card's going to turn out to be really good. And then you know this is it. Sort of reminds me of you know when they booked Cena and Rock a year in advance. You know, it really, it gives you a sort of year of hype that everyone's going to be so ready to go to LA. And what are we going to get in LA for WrestleMania? Now, speaking of LA and Hollywood, um, the Rock's daughter, Simone Johnson, uh, officially SGG has checked into the performance center in Orlando. Yeah, I saw, I saw a little bit about that too. And I mean, continuing the family, the family legacy, I think this makes her what, fourth generation? Fourth, yep. Um, fourth generation women superstar who 
I think only Stephanie McMahon can make that claim, right? Fourth generation in the business. I think she, I guess, is technically a second generation superstar, but fourth generation in wrestling is Stephanie McMahon. But um, Simone Johnson going to be fourth generation women superstar. Reporting to the performance center, you have to know that she was uh, training beforehand, so it's possible she she has some skills right now and is uh, ready to go. Yeah, I'm very happy for her. She's a really sweet kid. Um, she's, it's so funny. Like, literally, I remember her from, I guess, from since she's been like 13 years old, 12, being around. She would like always be around at Mania weekends. And then over the last few years, she's hung out, um, a good amount on those weekends with Noel. So, um, I've had my share of just random, you know, hanging out around her. And obviously she was super young, but just always a really respectful, kind person who loves the biz. I mean, even when Rocky wasn't around, she was around. Like, she has been around at Mania every year with her grandmother. She's always there. Um. So it was clearly in her blood. It was clearly a path she was going to go down. And if you watched, as I'm sure you did, SGG, the clips from Rocky Johnson's funeral that The Rock posted on Instagram. Um, very, very touching, too. Really nice stuff. And also really a reminder that, like, no matter where The Rock is, as far as being an actor and a worldwide superstar, wrestling's the most important thing to him, I think, business wise, in terms of like what hits his heart. Yeah. And and another thing too is just like that family is just wrestling royalty. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What is that? Well, talk about pressure though for Simone. Um you know, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a real interesting path. Um and you know, seeing to where she can where she can get i mean so far no one has done this um in terms of being not just the child of a wrestler but the child of an absolute superstar beyond bigger than charlotte right charlotte is the biggest success story we've ever seen in that regard mm-hmm. uh, i was gonna say charlotte may be the only one i always said this all backstage and it's true charlotte may be the only one that can relate to just the massive the massive shoes that she's gonna have to sell yeah, well, I have to, but no. Yeah, no. I mean, it's interesting too. It's funny. It, it is funny how things worked out with Charlotte. That Brooke Hogan never took it to that level. It's interesting that she never like when the music thing didn't work for her. It's it's surprising to me that she didn't decide to try it because, frankly, you know, Charlotte didn't try that early either. Charlotte pursued other things and yeah. and then decided to go for it. And so, you know, you wonder in terms of like um, Brooke's sort of natural size um, and build, can you, it's, it's interesting to think about if, if Brooke Hogan had gone for it, right? And had been good, right? Like, let's see, let's say like Charlotte is, she had turned out to be a more athletic version of, of her dad. I mean, how perfect would they be for an incredible feud? Yeah. Or, or would they go the other way with it like they did with uh, Cody Rhodes and, and um, Ted DiBiase Jr.? Would they just throw them together in a tag team? Yeah. 
I mean, would have been interesting. Uh, I don't know what Brooke Hogan's even doing these days, but um, <laughs> I forget about Brooke Hogan until you just name drop Brooke Hogan. I think a lot of our listeners are going to be feeling the same way about that. Well, yeah, because she popped up in TNA for a second as like an authority figure and then just kind of disappeared, and that was it. So, um, anyways, very exciting. Uh, stuff and if you haven't watched the rocks video from his dad's funeral i do recommend it it's touching and interesting um really nice moment they show backstage with uh rock and and vince yeah um it, man man is the vince mcmahon relationship with his big talent complex <laughs> and like and closer than i think people can appreciate given the reputation and the power that he has. I think it's hard for people to grasp fully the depth and intricacy of his relationships with his top talent. Um, but you, yeah. you see it in that moment though, right? Yeah. I mean, all of them, triple H and Shane back there, but it, it was just not even just Vince and Shane and triple H, but just the amount of, of people like from the whole wrestling world across generations that showed up um, for Rocky Johnson. And let's be clear, you know, not necessarily for the rock, but for Rocky Johnson, it was just incredible to see. Yeah, it was, it was really nice. Um, and uh, outside the ring, there's something else big that I'm forgetting. Uh, we talked WrestleMania in Los Angeles, Simone Johnson, what am I forgetting, SGG? What are you forgetting? I know Jeff Cobb popped up in AEW. I know you're going to talk about that. Uh, can you tell us about Jeff Cobb? It's funny because that's actually a, a headline and a tweet that I saw, and I haven't even finished the full episode yet. I was too angry. <laughs> I was too angry about um, about the fact that when I was watching Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy's entire appearance on AEW this week was muted and small screen during a commercial. So I was so oh mad. It, it, it's, it's, it's insane, Greg. It's insane. Like. They have to figure out what they're doing with that picture in picture. Uh, how do you have Orange Cassidy's entire appearance muted? You couldn't hear the crowd react when he came out. Do you know how mage he was? It, it looked amazing. I had to go back and watch it again because I kind of missed it because it's during a commercial. So I went back and watched it yeah. again and I was like, oh man, this was dope. You can't do that. He's one of the most over people in the company. Anyways. The only thing that makes sense as far as why they're doing that is that they're trying to entice you to experience it all yourself. Um, and to get like and, to just, and to get ratings on the commercials to show their advertisers, look, people are staying through it. Yeah, that's the only thing that makes sense. Oh, wait, hold on one second. Hold on, hold on one sec. Stay there. Hold on. This is very big what's happening here. Let's see. Dip. Yes, you're on the cheap heat. Yo. You're on the cheap heat podcast. I often listen. I'm, I'm a long time listener. Uh, did you watch? I'm a big fan. Did you watch AEW yet? Uh, I watched uh, about uh, four to five seconds of it before falling asleep. Confirmed. <laughs> now, is that a diss? Is that a diss to AEW or just a, a, a conversation about your fatigue? Okay, not for, it's, a, it's a conversation about my fatigue. The one moment, literally, it, it's so funny that, you know, the, the, the Rosenberg-Dipperstein melded mind, okay? 
I, you know, we were texting right before slumber occurred, <laughs> and you had pointed out something to me on the show that I wasn't shocked by. I just, I we just spoke about it. We just spoke about it. Okay. Okay. So literally, my eyes in the middle of, of my slumber, my eyes opened at the exact moment that the show went to commercial at Orange Cassidy. <laughs> out there. I saw the one segment. I watched the commercial. Out of the corner of my eye, I watched Orange Cassidy get a huge pop in the in the uh, in the arena. It was utterly silent. Yeah, uh, well, I knew that you were going to call me and ask me about. Yeah, well, so just in my subconscious. Well, SGG, I, I think it's tremendous, and we are we are moving at one volume. And SGG was just telling me about uh, a part I didn't get to yet, which is the appearance of Jeff Cobb. So, um, uh, uh, take us. I missed the Jeff Cobb, but thanks for the spoiler. I appreciate. It. I know. I'm sorry. You're on the podcast. Yeah, I, I can't protect you at this it point. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, can you tell the people about Jeff Cobb, Stack Guy, Greg? So, I didn't see the debut myself. But of course you didn't. Say, of course you didn't. Jeff Cobb showing up on AEW is 100 percent. Uh, a feather in the cap um, for AEW. He's um, he was an amateur wrestler. He represented Guam in the Olympics, um, and he has been on Lucha Underground, uh, PWG. He's been in New Japan. Uh, most recently, he was in Ring of Honor. Um, now he's in AEW, and he is an absolute beast. There was some talk of him possibly ending up in. Um, NXT, but now we know that that's not true. He's going to be in AEW, and you're going to be you're going to be quite impressed uh, with this young man. Well, I'm. I've seen, I've seen him live many times. Okay, at Lucha Underground when I went, I've seen him at I've seen him numerous times at PWG. I would say if I had to describe him, he's a cross between Rikishi, Yokozuna, and Keith Lee. Wow! Wow! And and Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle, I would throw in there. Oh, Kurt Angle must be included. Yes, yes, yes. Wow! Agreed. Well, I'll tell you what. That's 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 mage. That that sounds very mage. And I'm glad to hear that because they've AEW has missed out now. You know, on a couple of other indie talents that just got signed. And frankly, Dip, we'll ask you now about your experience being there live for it. I was I just spent about ten minutes before Greg got on with me talking about how Mage MVP was and what a missed opportunity AEW truly dropped the ball for not signing MVP. It it seemed like on the mic uh, dip, he did not lose anything. No. I mean, it's so crazy that, like, you just see the, the you know, the remnants of the, you know, Ruthless Aggression Plus era um, wrestlers and the fact that their promos were not as scripted as the current promos are in the current product, you see how natural these good talkers like MVP can be when sort of left to their own devices. There's no way that that MVP promo was complete, uh, to Drew was completely scripted. It felt off the cuff. It felt genuine. You know, even when, even when Mickey James had her last run, she, in my opinion, she got on the mic, was, a, you know, a tremendous talker. Right. It's like that, that era of wrestler was the last era of, that was the last era of the roster that was able to really get out there, grab the mic and improvise. And it's so obvious each time one of them come back. I would even count Edge 
in, in that, even just even with the, the small amount of talking he's done since he's been back, you see it with him too. And, and you know what? It's funny. You it's, say, it's, it's funny you say that because I enjoyed yeah. I enjoyed Matt Hardy's promo to Randy Orton this week as well for the same reason. Yeah, there you go. I saw it live. It was tremendous. Now, uh, SGG, do we know was that the end of uh, Matt Hardy? Is he going away? Well, that's the rumor, right? Like he, yeah, that was it. The rumor is that he's going to end up with the Dark Order. I really don't know, right? Because Matt Hardy is is one who, even going back to his feud with Edge, it's just crazy that he's the one who's coming out to like be the the, the defender of justice for Edge. But even going back to his feud with Edge, Matt Hardy was a guy who uh, played games on the internet, put little rumors out there, tried to spark interest. Uh, just so that people can be interested in him and and his magnitude followers can follow him wherever he goes. So I don't know if this is another case of him um, working everybody, but over the years it's been just a blatant thing with him that that's what he does. So hey, I, I, when he finally does say goodbye, I don't know how much I'll believe it until we actually see what uh, that's happens. A, that's a great point. He should start um... – he should start another Matt, uh, another Matt Hardy website right now, and a, a chat room. We should go very maybe an AOL online group. Now, I I have to tell you, I really uh, I'm enjoying how much they're milking Edge being gone. I I like that Edge is still gone. Like they're they're making it something. Agreed. Agreed. I thought that too. Very very smart observation. Yeah, agreed. It, it's, it's very effective. It's it's super. It, it's going to be meaningful meaningful when he shows up again. And yeah, of course. I love that we're getting this Randy Orton like this. You know, he's not he's not being weird and mysterious. He's just being a badass who wants to hurt people, and that's who Randy Orton should be. You know, that's who he should have been the whole time. Like, not, let's let's be honest. That's who he should have always been. This baby face, even tweener Randy Orton, playing to the crowd, smiling. We don't need to see him smiling and having a good time being family friendly we need evil randy orton who is there to hurt people and has no regard for their lives no regard for the quality of life of their family Mm. no regard for anyone just because he enjoys uh pain uh taking it sometimes and even dishing it out the sadistic randy orton that's who we need Love sadistic randy orton um have you you guys not to change the subject have you guys talked about how major role was I, I I started the show by saying I I, I got to tell you I, I'm starting I, I, a Raw has now had they've put together back to back really good episodes and some totally. somehow from a few months ago when it felt like things were completely lost we're now on a road to WrestleMania that's looking pretty good. I, I couldn't agree more. I I love that the build up. I mean, last year and the year before, it was a literally a two to three week build up for every single thing. Exactly. Now, you know, it, it's they, they're taking five, six weeks now to build things, and all of a sudden, it's like I, I can't. It's so easy to please the audience in this way. It just requires a little bit more planning. It's so crazy how how easy this is. Yeah, you know, just this little switch, three weeks. It's, well, did it, we expect anything less? Like it's it's, it's WrestleMania season. Um, sort of on the gas now. No, but they, but to Dip's point, we did expect less because last year, a lot of it felt like it was the final two weeks. Like, it was, it was really last minute last year. Can we just, can we talk about man bun furry leather jacket Seth Rollins? I mean, love it. Love it. 
I mean, come on. He's he, I mean, he, he, this is the this is the highest level of Seth Rollins right now. Oh, 100%. Is, he is a heel. He is he looks incredible. He feels like a true heel. He feels this is like transcending Seth Rollins right now. He, he, he's the best look of of all. He's changing. I mean, he's about the one glove too. The, the man bought the jacket, but the one glove is really a nice touch. Um also hand, if you will. Also, uh, I remembered a couple of things we had not mentioned. Um, and I, how did I just forget one of them? But one of, one is the rumor is, uh, the Bella Twins into the Hall of Fame. That's not official yet, right? Uh, it's not official yet. I, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know how I feel about the Hall of Fame these days. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. In 10 years, they should go into the Hall of Fame. We, we saw them 10 seconds ago. Well, that, we need them in the Hall of Fame right now. All of us, oh, let's throw them in. Yeah, that would be they're my... Just grasp, they're grasping at whoever they have relationships with. I mean, it's so ridiculous at this point. That's my only problem. I mean, there's, there's so many demolition memes right now about it. It's like, how are these guys who are iconic, golden-era megastars, okay, basically revived and made popular the tag team division in the late 80s, early 90s of, of WWF? And they're sitting out there, and the Bella Twins, okay, are, are you know, are being are being inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's okay. too soon. The Bella Twins. Being uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Overstating is is, a, is is so offensive to the point of of being. You're lucky Rosenberg's fingers on the button, okay? Are you, are you agreeing with me? Are you about to agree no, with me? No, I'm not agreeing. I am not agreeing with you. The Bella uh, Twins uh, uh, uh. are the highest level of mage. All right? I've said this before. Highest, Greg? Highest? Yes. The Bella Twins. Highest level as, of mage? Oh, okay. The Bella so, Twins are as important to the WWE as The Rock. I've said it before. <laughs> and I'll say it again. Yes. In terms of this what? man needs a lobotomy. Are there in any terms, lobotomies available in, in terms of what they have done for the WWE <laughs> in the mainstream and in the entertainment oh, yeah. world and in Hollywood? Uh-huh. This Greg, it's what do you? You are lost. It. I mean, they took a evil <laughs> division that was only valuable to Playboy. And they they took the Divas Division, threw it on their backs. They got shows out of it. They gave them oh the an entire revenue stream. They brought uh, female fans into the fold, okay? Because um, it wasn't us. It wasn't the regular marks that's bringing them. Uh, all, right, all right, all right, all right, all right, Greg, Greg, Greg. I have to jump in here. I have to go do a radio show. We'll we'll pick up. Go ahead, Dip. I'll give you the last word in fifteen seconds. Now that the Joker has seemingly escaped Arkham Asylum, there's a cell available for SGG. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll pick up this argument shortly. I love you both. Greg, you are a psychotic lunatic. Dip, uh, you are also... Highest level. Highest level, yeah. It's them, then Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's the order. No, it's... It's Rock, Stone Cold, uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. But you oh, are, yeah. Steven, Absolutely. I'm hanging up on you both. I'm hanging up on you both. Goodbye. That is Stephen A. Hyde. That's who, that's who Greg is. Uh, wow. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Calm down, SGG and Dip. Let's give a shout out real quick to Indeed. Cause we have a lot of people out there, a lot of big business people starting their businesses and listening to Cheap Heat. 
And when you have a hiring process, you have questions. How do you find good applicants? Where do you choose them from? Where do you, where do you, uh, find these people? What is their education level and experience? All right. How will you know if you've made the right hire? Well, Indeed can help you with all of that. They have millions of candidates that use Indeed every single day to find their next opportunity. You can post a job in minutes. You can use screener questions to help create your short list of applicants. Um, you can add skills tests. You can do so many different things. This is the way to find new people that can support your vision and your business. All right? So you want to find the right hire for your team? Here's what you do. Go to Indeed.com slash cheap heat. That's Indeed.com slash cheap heat. And get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting. That's indeed.com slash cheap heat. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Offer valid through March 31st, 2020. All right. Well, I had to cut off Stack Guy Greg and Dipperstein before something regrettable was said. But I'll be honest. Um, SGG has become the Stephen A. Smith or Skip Bayless, if you will. Of, 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 of wrestling podcasts. He always, in my opinion, here's my problem with SGG and I'll say it right to his face, damn it, but I'm not going to now because I already hung up on him. I just feel that SGG's takes are a lot of times influenced by other things he's seen. And I relate to that because I have a tendency to want to go the other way too. The diff, the only difference between us is I don't read wrestling Twitter at all, at all. I don't see almost anything. Like, unless Ryan Satin posts something, you know, I, I don't see, or, or Meltzer or someone like that, maybe an occasional, but I, I don't, I don't have the commentary and the back and forth with people about wrestling. So sometimes I feel like SGG sees people have a big take and then his response is reactionary to that. Maybe, and I'm sure he'd argue that's not the case, but that's what it feels like to me because I'm sure people were complaining about the Bellas for the Hall of Fame or someone said something about the Bellas in general. And he's like, I got to go the other way. I love the Bellas. They are worthy of the Hall of Fame if that's what happens. Um, I agree with Dip that I don't think it's necessary this year. You know, in, 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 in sports, there's almost always a five-year waiting period for the Hall of Fame. And one of the benefits of that is it gives you time to miss someone. So when you induct them to the Hall of Fame, it's a moment. You know, how long has it been since evolution the 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 pay-per-view how like they've been around um i just think how cool would it be if they brought the bellas back in five years the 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 pop they would get how big a deal it would be it would be so much more meaningful so I, i i'm i love them and i'm all for them getting their their roses um I just don't know that it needs to be this quickly. And as far as Greg's argument that there is important for mainstream attention, acceptance, etc., as The Rock, and he get, he basically seems to credit them with the um, women's revolution. Listen, they played a very important part. They've been amazing. They've been great ambassadors. Um, to his point, they never had to do Playboy or do any of those things. Um, and they've created brands that are absolutely awesome. I just think Greg's overstating it a bit. Um, the Rock is the biggest crossover star in the history of professional wrestling. The history of professional wrestling. No Hulk Hogan, no Ric Flair, 
No Macho Man Randy Savage, no Bruno San Martino, Andre the Giant, Stone Cold Steve Austin, John Cena, Batista. None of them are The Rock. He is the biggest crossover star in the history of professional wrestling. Now, you can debate how much impact that had on mainstreaming the business because he was in the business at a time in which it was exploding anyway. You know, let's not forget that era, the Attitude Era, was a huge time for the business, period. And I have always argued that Stone Cold was more critical to the wrestling part of it and was more over for the wrestling part of it than The Rock ever was. But when when it comes to people having an association with wrestling and that the WWE matters and is mainstream and it's like, oh, yeah, that WWE... I don't think anyone has ever been bigger than The Rock. Uh, I really don't. Um, but I do think the Bellas are worthy and great, and I'm I'm happy for them. Now, speaking of which, here's another uh, piece of mail here. Mail. Uh, Anthony writes us and says, A while back, uh, the subject is Stack Guy Greg has lost his mind. A while back, SGG tweeted out that the Bellas... Oh, this is... I didn't even realize this... Email was about all of this, but let's read the email anyway. A while back, SGG tweeted out that the Bell Twins mean just as much to the WWE than The Rock. I let it slide. Whatever. SGG always says crazy stuff. He's like the crazy uncle at the family party that believes Tupac is living in Cuba. Fast forward to this week when SGG doubled down on those comments, but it made me wonder two things. What is a tepid wrestling take SGG has? And can we get a crazy wrestling hot take from Rosenberg? Listen, every week, love the pod. Even crazy Uncle SUG's wrestling takes, Anthony. Um, thanks, Anthony, in San Francisco. Appreciate you. Um, I agree. SUG does not have any tepid takes. His, t- his takes are absolutely scorching hot and out of control. Um, do I have a crazy wrestling take? Um... I was arguing on our group chat last week that I think Edge is Randy Orton and Jace. But, but, but to be fair, I really meant that in terms of wrestling, not in terms of like accolades and, and, and career. I think Edge has the better career. I think Randy Orton's the far superior wrestling talent. Um, and I, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. I don't think that's a crazy take though. Um, Phil writes us. Male. Heel Rosenberg opportunity missed. Heel, uh, hey babyface Rosenberg, it's that hardy. Last week's pod was a missed opportunity for Heel Rosenberg to return and troll the indie marks. When discussing Killer Cross's signing with NXT, you missed the chance to say something similar to when you got Twitter, Twitter heat for thinking War Machine was a singles wrestler. Would have loved if you, if you said something like, I heard Killer Cross are a great indie tag team. Damn it, Heel Rosenberg, you let me down. Cheers and enjoy yourself, Phil from Scotland. Phil, I've done similar. I did that sometime like a year ago. I tweeted something about a singles wrestler being a tag team. It's never, it's never as good when it's not authentic. Um, here's, uh, Chris, who, uh, I think is the gentleman who I met yesterday, uh, at the celeb, at the celeb game rehearsal in Chicago. He said, um, life may be stranger than sports entertainment or sports entertainment sometimes. Hello to the head Peckerhead and Stat Patterson. I just binge watch Entourage, late to the party I know, a fantastic series, and I couldn't help but notice how Jeremy Piven, Ari Gold, jumped off the screen for me. His constant turning up in the middle of scenes and timely screaming 
lends to the thought that he would be a perfect play uh, for Vince McMahon if a biopic ever is greenlit in the shoot era's future. With Chris Hemsworth, Hulk Hogan Netflix film in the works, my question is, who could you see playing your majesty and uptown Malcolm in a cheap heat movie? What are your thoughts? Dip voice. Take it easy, Maine. Chris from Chicago. Bring it to the table at the celebrity game tomorrow. I, Chris, you're a gentleman and a nice guy, and I, I'll see you later. Um, who would play me? Interestingly, I think Jeremy Piven could play me in the uh, cheap heat film. Um, who else? Now, stack guy becomes the tougher, the tougher person because who is like the six foot two, three? Greg's pretty tall. And these days, somewhat heavy set gentleman. I believe the only man who could play SGG in the cheap heat movie is Forrest Whitaker. That's, that's who I believe will play SGG and it will be mage. I'll take any of your suggestions at Rosenberg Radio, at StackGuyGreg, RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. One last email for the week. Sulman writes us and says, Two-Night Mania? Sweet Pete and the physically statless. NJPW recently did the Wrestle Kingdom over two nights. I think selling out the Tokyo Dome both nights. It was intriguing in that night one matches fed into night two matches, adding that extra layer of stakes. It was also thoroughly exhausting. As one hashtag with a life and two jobs, one wife, three kids, four mistresses, 600 Instagram followers, etc. Who watches NJPW once a year. The idea of a two-night mania has been kicked around recently more as the shows have been too damn long. Went to my first mania last year and it was a chore. But still, wanted your guys' thoughts. Always enjoying the work. Loving the shoot era. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. P.S. I've gotten all my coworkers, all mental health professionals calling things repug now. <laughs> Thank you, bud. Um, We've talked about this before. Um, the possibility of of going that way, uh, a two-night mania. I believe that one night of mania at the current length is not working from a home-viewing experience or, frankly, even an in-person experience. Now, it's working in the sense that mania can still be mage and there are things about it that I absolutely love. We all still get really pumped up however from a sheer enjoyment standpoint i don't think this is the best setup i think two nights could be a better setup i really do um i wonder if if there are different ways to do it you know like what what if what if the first night wasn't even – I mean, I guess you could do two nights at the stadium. I think it would still sell very well. You could also do night one at the arena in town and make it a harder ticket to get. Um, But I just think the idea of having it be two three- to four-hour shows versus one ultimately seven-hour show. I mean, we're at a point now, right, where – the kickoff show starts at 5 Eastern. Mania starts at 7 Eastern. And the show ends around midnight. And there's really no way... Like, the kickoff show at this point is part of Mania, basically. I mean, there's usually... There's almost always a couple of really relevant matches. Plus, in years past, the opportunity to see Sweet Sweet Peter Rosenberg. So, I mean... It really is. It's a very exhausting show 
Um, now, looking here, I see news that Jeff Cobb, uh, according to the dirts here, the Wrestling Observer says he debuted on Dynamite, but it does not mean he signed a full con- full-time contract to AEW. Reports are that Cobb is just being brought in for this current angle with Moxley, and he will continue to work as a free agent. So that's worth note. I still feel like I'm forgetting a big story from this week. Um, oh my gosh. We didn't talk about Cena being announced to return to SmackDown in two weeks on backstage. They did it. They actually did it. I, I was worried this is what they would do and it's what they did. Now listen, I like backstage. I think it's finding its footing as an interesting show. Um, I think it could be something that's around for a while and is useful. However, I do not like sacrificing these big moments on, on the main shows to pop backstage and give them a, a news story. I don't. I really want to see John Cena just surprise us. That's what I want. This could be the last one, guys. He's no spring chicken. What are they going to do? This cannot get messed up. It can't. We're talking about a 16-time champion. One of the biggest ever. Say whatever you want about him. He's one of the biggest ever. He's not on Mount Rushmore to me, but he's an all-time great. And now step one I'm already not super pleased with, which is him being announced to return on the last SmackDown of February. Right before uh, Elimination Chamber, which is the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania, he'll be appearing on SmackDown. Love that he's coming back. Why do we need it two weeks out promoted on backstage? And then I'm sure it'll be promoted like hell tonight. By the way, if you're listening on Friday, I hope you'll watch me on ESPN for the Celebrity Game. 7 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN before you watch SmackDown. I hope you'll uh, you'll tune in and check us out. But, yeah, that was something that had to be mentioned because it's crazy town. Um, big shout-out to RJ uh, for producing this week and Jackson, of course, for producing back in Bristol. Stack Guy Greg and Dip uh, and MVP for continuing. I saw he's also doing Booker T's show this week. So MVP's media tour of everything excluding me continues. We will get him on at some point, I promise. Uh, RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. You want to email, you want to tweet. Rosenberg Radio or Stack Guy Greg Instagram guys. If you don't follow me on the gram, I, I, I'm I'm sitting here right at the precipice of 300k. Make this right. Go follow me on Instagram right now, um, and watch the celeb game tonight. Thank you guys. Do me a favor. Um, take it easy. Number one, and um, stay major and enjoy yourself as well. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time. I would like to introduce, in the corner to my left, the majesty, sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce, shout out to that guy, Red. Red Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mutt, 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 Mitch.